I'm Aysan, and this is The Review. City beat Wolves 3-0 at the Etihad to return to some kind of form, I guess, if not perfect sparkling form. Uh, joining me to, to look back, to look forward, to look sideways, to look at all things City-related, I've got 9320's own happy flower, Mr. <laughs> Howard Hawking. Good afternoon, Howard. Good afternoon. You okay? I'm, I'm, I'm fair to middling. That's probably where I would put the needle right now. What about you? Yeah, same. Fair to middle. Best you can out for on a Monday. Definitely. On a Monday, I mean, I'm just going to give you a short weather update. It's bloody freezing in Ibiza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, really, like, it's it snowed in parts of the island wow. earlier today. So, no, it is definitely... Uh, it's definitely northern European cold as opposed to southern European cold. You yeah, know, that tiny violin I've been tweeting out to United fans over the past week. <laughs> You're to get it out for me? It's on its way now, yeah. Splendid. Thank you. Thank you. Um, other than City, decent weekend? Yeah, I actually had, a, I had two curries yesterday. Beat that for a match day, yeah? Honestly, I can't beat that. You'll have to tell me where both curries came from and how good they were. Well, when City play at home, we have a, the Lam Nahari, which is only made right. on a Sunday at Al Faisal. So it's like a breakfast curry. So it's like a lamb shank in a, a broth. Um, it was sister's birthday, so I went up to Chatterton after the match and had another curry at Westwood East up. Uh, really good curry house in Chatterton. So, Lovely. yeah, that's a first. Just, uh, yeah. Not not you a bad have. way to eat your way through match day, basically, is it? So no, definitely not. And and I'll just I'll just put it out there now to any uh, any curry houses that might be listening in the northwest. If you would like to sponsor the ninety three twenty podcast, <laughs> or indeed just give us a little discount for plugging your gaff, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll happily oblige. Yeah, um, come on, Westwood East, sponsor <laughs> our Friday show. <laughs> Like Still it. not heard of Vimto either. So. No, we need to. We definitely need to get on Vimto's case as well and get our Vimto sponsorships. Oh, yeah. um, Picked them up so many times now; it's just disgraceful. So, I know, I know. Anyway. right. Listen, I want to. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm interested in something before we get into the regular lineup thing for the game. After Guardiola's comments on Thursday about the supporters. Uh, how did you feel about the atmosphere? Like, what was the vibe like on the concourses going into the ground? Was there any kind of conversation around what Pep had said? Did you feel an electric, an electric atmosphere? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I'm the guy that turns up as the match kicks off every time. So, <laughs> Well, how was it in the stand as you arrived at your seat? Uh, the same as always. I mean, it's a Sunday afternoon game, but it was Look, I said on the review of the Spurs game, whatever you think about, was it out of order, was it not, doesn't matter, we've had that discussion. Guarantee that when the match starts, there will be a better atmosphere than there would have been for a two o'clock Sunday afternoon against, let's be honest, mid-team. You know, it's not one of the most glamorous games, is it, against Wolves? Uh, no. It's on a Sunday afternoon, early Sunday afternoon. I guarantee that what he says will make a difference. And for a while, it did. Uh, there was chanting. There was probably more noise than you would have had. So that's why he did it. And it always works, even if even if perhaps he shouldn't. So... Mm. It's, a, it's, oh, it's Oh, sorry. I was just going to say also, 
does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I mean, th- yeah, he's trying to g up the. I mean, I've said it so many times. If he's got issues with the atmosphere, then speak to the people running the club and speak to all the other reasons that atmospheres are sanitised nowadays. Don't go at the fans. Uh, my other point really is. Yeah, if he wants to cheer up the fans, that's absolutely fine. But it's on the players to kind of produce an atmosphere as well. And that's part of the reason it may have been dulled in recent games. Because the results haven't been good at home. The performances haven't been good. Uh, Thankfully, on this occasion, yeah, it did make a difference. The fans made some noise. And I think the rather thuggish attitude of the opposition and the referee helped in that. Because... Things like that also help an atmosphere, don't they? No, definitely. I think so. Um, so look, the the lineup. Um, were you were you surprised at how unchanged it was from Thursday, considering the turnaround time? Not. Uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what. I didn't know what lineup was expecting to see so no it's it's not quite the turnaround of some of the recent games where you know like you're talking 60 hours between games and I guess there's just enough time to say that there's probably won't be problems with fitness with players and you know you expected Kevin De Bruyne to come back in that wasn't a surprise Ake dropped to the bench I wasn't expecting no six or seven changes uh it's, I still looked at the team and thought, I'm not sure what this is. Uh, it's another different side, and that always worries me. It's just another different side, a uh, side with no no real left-back, of course, but hey, <laughs> what's new? Uh, but I didn't know what the setup at the back was. Yeah, I was worried about Traore, who's a terrible footballer, except when he plays against Manchester City. Uh, but obviously his power and pace could be a threat if Laporte was on the left because he's not used to that sort of thing. You know what stood out more, in a way, I think it's who wasn't playing tells us the story. Go on, man. And I think the side may have picked itself for that reason. Well, look at who's not playing, and I think there's issues with virtually all of them. Uh, Not just a case of rotating. You've got Kyle Walker and Cancelo, who, of course, are not getting regular football for City right now. Calvin Phillips hasn't got going. Ruben Diaz has been injured and not back to fitness, so that's okay. Phil Foden, of course, supposed to, you know, we've been told it's a foot problem, but absent from the squad. And Bernardo Silva, who's kind of out of favour because we're all expecting this to be his final few months as a City player, probably. And think- I think it's it's who wasn't playing. And in that respect, the, the, ben- the team kind of picks itself because we know how Pep is picking teams at the moment. And it, it didn't work for not, not for this match, but just generally, when you think about that bench and Phil Foden, it, it is quite worrying for the future. Obviously, things will change very quickly about the amount of changes that might be coming in the future to this squad. Mm. I, have a, I think I've got a slightly different take on it. I think that, you know, um, I, I feel as though What's happening right now needed to happen mm. in the sense that I didn't know. You know, we, we, we've been talking for a few weeks now and the general consensus has been we don't really know what's wrong, but something isn't clicking. Yeah. And 
we did the we we kind of ran the gamut of like is it tactical is it personnel um i, I spent a lot of time saying this is on pep you yeah know? i did um, <laughs> and i i felt as though post spurs in many respects he came out swinging because he was kind of sticking up for himself as well and i respect that in the sense that I was under the assumption that Guardiola had told them to play slowly, and I was under the assumption that Guardiola had almost told them to, to forsake first halves for the sake mm. of control. And I felt as though he told them not to run past Erling. On, and to, you see what I mean? Like I, I, basically, I, I was under the opinion that, that what we were seeing was a reflection of what Guardiola wanted. And as soon as it became clear post Spurs that, you know, he, he over the course of two press conferences, nearly three, he basically said, I, I don't tell them not to run past their man. I don't tell them not to be aggressive in the final third. I don't tell them not to move the ball quickly. And I think that as soon as that became clear to me, and as soon as Guardiola went the attitude and stomach and hunger route, in a way, I became more worried because if it's just a pep thing, it's easier to fix, right? Because as a coach, he can go, all right, I'm doing something wrong. I'm going to do this now tactically, and then that'll fix whatever problems we have. As soon as it became clear that it was the players and the personnel, um, even though I was pleased with what he... Even though I was pleased with both the team selection and also what he'd said after Spurs, I was worried going into this game and I was worried because mm. if it's a player thing then my question is one who do you trust Pep and secondly are you brave enough to pick the players you trust over very experienced pros and to come back round to the team selection on Sunday in the build-up to the game um, I tweeted what I thought would be the lineup and I thought that KDB would come back in I thought Phil would come back in uh, and I thought that Diaz would come back in right but I felt that other mm. than that the team would remain unchanged um, <sighs> and I had so many replies from people basically going no Walker will be back Cancelo will be back you know it's it's all the big boys back Bernardo will be back it's you know, they've yeah. had their little lecture and their punishment on the Thursday, and now they all come back into the team. And in the build-up to the team drop, team sheet dropping, I found myself hoping that that wasn't the case, not because I necessarily think that the team that he chose was better, quote-unquote, in terms of individuals, but I feel as though if you're going to go to the lengths that he went to after the game, if you're going to continue that theme in the press conference for for the Wolves game, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the statement is if everybody just comes back. Do you know what I mean? Like it just mm. to me, that would feel a little bit like um, lip service rather exact, than yeah. You're essentially saying the same thing I said about the bench. You're essentially yeah. saying yeah, the ones that aren't playing are the ones that aren't showing that. I say showing that fight sounds like a real criticism. I have no desire to hang these players out to dry. As we said also in the last couple of weeks, the hardest thing is to be relentlessly brilliant. And I think some players have 
run out of a bit of steam in that respect. And I imagine it's also doubly hard to be relentlessly brilliant under Pep because he is, well, he's hardly laid back and easygoing and you know, just sends the players out to express themselves. He's a perfectionist. It's intense. The system is precise. And to do it season in, season out, I think there has been some burnout mentally with some players, I think. But not just City. I think, just a throwaway comment someone said in the pub before the match, he said, there's a lot of teams not playing well at the moment. And it's true. Well, let me, let it me is. I mean, not you. just, you know, not just in England, like Liverpool, Chelsea, and, you know, the usual suspects struggling at the bottom. Even United, who have made improvements, are not all that. There's, you know, there's <laughs> just abroad as well in Europe. It's the World Cup, everything else. I think it's all come together and Pep had to say something after the Spurs game. And it was the timing to just try and get something out of these players that perhaps are feeling mentally exhausted. Mm. Do you think that there's something in the... I was going to do this at the end, but I'm going to do it now because we're kind of having this conversation. I've thought a lot about um, the amount of football in, in the players' legs, and I've thought a lot about motivation and... I found myself having a conversation, funnily enough, with an Arsenal fan this morning that I share an office with. Uh, and, and as I said it, as I said something to him, it kind of, I, I kind of went, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think there might be something in that. I was saying to him, you know, whatever your job, whatever you do, your first, whatever the equivalent of a title is, right? Your first sniff of success, your first real success, the hunger to get there is completely different to five years later mm. when you've climbed the mountain four times. Of course, Arsenal's hunger is bigger. Yeah, you you can't you can't have. I don't think we, I don't think it is human to expect play. I mean, there's a reason why United, even with the best players and the most money and all of the other things, didn't win ten leagues on the bounce. Do you know what I mean? Like it mm. just it's not. I think to, to, to continue to find the hunger and the desire to run through brick walls is challenging. I think on top of that, in Liverpool and, and, and at City, you've got two managers whose physical as well as emotional demands upon their players are pretty enormous, yeah? And I actually think that it's no coincidence that four or five years into this rivalry, both managers are looking at players who aren't too old, but for whatever reason, just can't go to the well again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that you can, make, you can draw a parallel between Fabinho and Bernardo Silva. They come to England. They come to, to uh, City and Liverpool around the same time. They both come from Monaco. They both go through this period, this three, four, five-year period of relentless winning things, challenging, having a win week in, week out. Whether you, whether it's conscious or it's subconscious, I just find, I find it quite difficult to even get annoyed at a player who's done it that many times, who's played that many games at that level, just dropping Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. 
to listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.